0: Hey, guys, it's uh, your boy. <laughs> it's your boy. Agent <laughs> <intro>. the, <laughs> the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, as always, joined by George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me do it. The Bone King. Yeah, I'm not going to do that voice. You know, I've always wondered how you do this. Maybe someone will
1: write in and let me know. Like, when you are a host, do you, like, announce your, your, your co-host name or do, like, does... Do you say both names? You know what I mean? Do you say like, hi, I'm Bone King and we've got the dude, Adrian, or do I like let you say your name? We have never,
0: we've had how many episodes and we have never figured this out. I think we've had over a hundred episodes and we still don't know what we're doing. All right, guys. So welcome to the show. We've got a great show
1: for you today. Um, I don't know if you were ready, but, uh, you're gonna have an earful of complaining as
0: today's topic is Project Resistance, which is a working title dude it's working title but do you see any other one i don't see any other one even though they've shown gameplay of it in the it. trailers We've and all had... the key art does it say title we... and development no or but they keep saying that it's a title and development and i um so this is a very resident evil focused <laughs> uh show because george and i are very resident evil uh fans like correct we're we're, we're pretty big into that I don't know if,
1: if they've been listening to the podcast then they must know already
0: how much yeah. we listen, like how much we talk
1: about Resident Evil
0: in general. Not only that, we like reference it daily, daily, da- daily uh, to each other. You know, is that you, Chris? Is that you, Rebecca? You know, type of shit. We do that a lot. Is that Enrico? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking what was it? Oh, this is blood. I'm going to check this. Hopefully this isn't Chris's blood. Kenneth was killed too, maybe by this
1: creature. Jill, Jill's voice actor in that game. Oh, even if it's bad, I love her tone.
0: Yeah. Richard! Somebody mentioned how in Resident Evil, like that one, the Uh first one, uh, Chris has Rebecca that he has to take care of and all that. Mm -hmm. But Jill, even in her own campaign, she is the Rebecca because Barry has to constantly take care of her.
1: I guess. But in the end, like, did Barry, I mean, in one, okay, okay, in the one trap, yes, Barry does rescue her. But even then, she gives him a huge amount of shit for it. She's like, uh, I'm thankful and all, but aren't you supposed to be in the dining room? What on earth are you doing here? And it's like, Jesus, Jill. Like, fuck, you know, I get it. And in but the you end, she has almost to say, a Jill sandwich. But she doesn't care, man. She just wants to know why the fuck Barry isn't doing his job. So, uh,
0: enough of good Resident Evil. Let's oh, talk we'll about it. We'll go back this. to that at some point because yeah. that, that is something you've yeah. been playing. Uh, with Project Resistance, we've seen the seven minute gameplay footage about. Three times. Right, right. Just to make sure we got everything right. We wrote down a bunch of post-it notes. You know, that's my method. The the it method. The analog method. The special method. We also wrote some... some complaints about what we've seen. <laughs> Some key phrases that uh, just upset us let, in general. I, I really want to talk about first... <laughs> and I really want to talk
1: about first really quick that
0: uh, one quick news
1: thing that just came out is the new Pokemon Farfetch'd has a Oh, we're a just fucking, going into news. Hey, just... There's only one thing to talk about, so we okay. might as well just jump it in there. The only news for today is that Farfetch'd came out and has a new form, and it's called Surfetched. would It's exclusive to Pokemon Sword,
0: because I think he has a sword. And I think it's more of a lance, but...
1: Also <laughs> True. uh
0: no th- there's it's no a, It's adjusting lands. Yeah, but confirmed there's no Elite 4. Oh that, yeah. In the new gen.
1: Yeah, we'll see what they, you know, replace, replace it with. It. Exactly. Like I'm sure they're not just going to leave it, you know, a big gaping hole in the game.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, here's the Pokémon sure. League champion. That's it. <laughs> fight Red. <laughs> Done.
1: Uh, that'd be a cool It's fucking... always Fight Red. Wouldn't the Elite 4 wouldn't it be cool if you fought like Red, Silver, or no, I guess red crystal, because I guess it's whatever. No, it's red, gold. It's gold? Okay. Red, gold, ruby, and fucking diamond. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting there. The Pro tags from every X. game. <laughs> the fucking Mega Man character just shows
0: up. <laughs> anyway, so that was the only news. We're uh, gonna dump right back in then. Alright, so uh if you're not interested, um, I apologize. And if you but this um, is something that's near and dear to both of our hearts, because we love this IP. Correct.
1: And if you for some reason feel like any sort of um, critique is just complaining for the sake of complaining, you're not willing to sort of see what we're talking about, like, I get it. We may be nitpicking in some areas, but we have our own opinions here. And I just, like, I don't know, because people have been kind of approaching me with that. And it's and, like, I'm oh, sorry that I have my own. me. <laughs> I'm sorry I have my own initial reaction. Like, this is our opinion. Don't take this as your own or as gospel. But just at least consider what we're saying.
0: Okay? Not, not, okay. not only that, uh, one, one of the more important things also is that we've been shafted by Capcom before. I've been here many times, guys. For shitty Resident Evil games, uh, I bought Operation Raccoon City day one. I yep. also bought, uh, oh my God. Umbrella Core. Yeah. You bought Umbrella Core.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I'm very okay. I think now is a good time as any to reveal my, my gaming sins. Um, so I've wanted more than anything in the world than to recapture the magic of playing like, um, Resident Evil games, but with my friends. And I knew Outbreak was like a great example of that, but I was already like... You know, by the time I got my hands on it, the servers were closed. So I never got to do that. Not only that, it was PS2 online, which sucked. It's early days. So, like, it's kind of hard to work with. But regardless, like, ever since then, I've been wanting that experience of, like, having a multiplayer Resident Evil game. So when fucking Operation Raccoon City came out, I bought two copies. I fucking bought two copies. One for me and one for my friend. And my friend, we were going to get ready. We are going to play online. And oh my god, the game was so cheap and broken and horribly played and ugh. So we're like, oh man, that burns. I'll, I'll, at least I'll give him another shot next time. Then Umbrella Court came out. I bought two copies, special editions for both of them. Those are both $60 copies because the originals were only 40 So that got burned that way and that game ended up being a fucking flash in the pan cheapy mess. So here we are again at Project Resistance. Do I buy two copies again? Do I buy one? Do you buy any?
0: And that's the question we hope to answer today, folks. Because, honestly, the most shit-talking we're doing, we'll probably pick it up on sale just to see how it is. I mean, I kind of wanted... I don't want to buy a day one. Adrian brought up a He's
1: like, well, you know, we're probably just going to at least have to try it, right? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Can this be the one game where I take a stand and go, (laughs) no, man? I already fucking bought Downpour and Homecoming fucking day one release. Can I have a break? But you know what? Not day one.
0: Uh, Not day one. Maybe later, but definitely not day one. Fuck that shit, man. Alright, so with Project Resistance, working title again, uh, I wanted to talk about the fact that Daniel Fabrón the oh, coolest, Daniel.
1: So, before, um, really quick, it's a 4v1 game. Four survivors versus one mastermind. Just uh, in case
0: anyone who doesn't know what Project Resistance right, is, real right, quick. Uh, yeah, it's a 4v, 4v1. One is Daniel Fabron. The coolest, Daniel.
1: Yes, he's the mastermind. So, if you could imagine, one person controls zombie placements. and the No, four, and it four, actually controls zombies itself. Well, you can hack into your zombies in the most fucking... Obnoxious special effect I've
0: ever seen. Right, sure. and they have glowing eyes when you're controlling them, uh, which yeah. is really weird. Like, no, it, may, it reminds me of Metal Gear Survive. If you've seen gameplay of that, all the zombies have like really big glowing eyes. Yeah, it's almost like a company that
1: just wanted to reuse parts of an engine and the particle effects that were in there, and didn't actually want to actually make any new things, just reuse whatever assets they could.
0: Oh yeah, Same if you guys here. played Remake Two, which is an amazing game. Right. It's an amazing game. If you if you haven't bought it yet, please buy it. It's really good. Right. But if you play that and you watch the gameplay of Project Resistance. It looks like they're using the same engine, same assets. I mean, they are
1: using the same engine, and the yeah. animations
0: are exactly the same. It's it's, it's the same game. Just, uh, it's a mod. It's a it, mod it that Capcom like mod. is charging. And us.
1: normally, whatever, like even if they they were to reuse anim, assets from Resident Evil Two, that wouldn't even be a problem. But the stuff that they do add, like this, the the fucking level design in general, it's just boxes and and more fucking like cargo and a, a weird a weird mix of just grey and brown and nothing's really descript. And the special effects that they use for for characters' abilities and, and items and shit are so fucking cartoony and and like okay, okay yes.
0: Let's let's go into I'm the sorry, the yes. cast. Right. The cast. The uh, survivors. Right. So we have Tyrone, which uh as you guess is an African American. Oof Somebody, somebody thought real long and hard on that name. guys,
1: maybe I'm, all right, I grew up in a time in the 90s where things were not as cool as they are now, but, like, I'm sorry, am I, am I wrong to think that the first African-American character since fucking, what, Outbreak? Mark and Jim, really? Yeah. And his name is fucking Tyrone, like, I don't know. It just feels a little on the nose, but then again, who? I could be in the wrong here. You know what? I'm not saying it's also. I'm right. It's know. also
0: very, uh, you know, Eastern. They don't know any better. I mm. guess.
1: Well, also, another character's name fucking January here. So you know what I mean, like. And she's blonde, and, and so she. Of course. You know, I, I take. You know what? It just might be horrible name decisions by Japanese men who have no idea. <laughs> like, All right, what's so, the name of the so, character? Tyrone
0: actually is labeled as our tank. Uh-huh. He has a shout that buffs everyone. He literally has like an HP shout, fucking Ramza
1: over here. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, not HP. He doesn't heal. It just gives you reduced no, damage. No, no. HP
1: shout um doesn't heal. It just buffs your, your defense. Oh, okay. So it basically it gives you more HP to work with, I think. And then
0: uh, January uh, is our hacker. That's it. She just hacks. Yeah, no, like I was like, do we have anything left with
1: Tyrone, but I think that's it. They all the characters just have one ability. It's not like Outbreak where they oh, had Oh, they a call it item. fever skill. Yeah, your fever skill. Your, your what fucking the fuck is ultimate that? that
0: you can proc or whatever. Fucking. Uh, apparently, they're all infected with the virus. Yeah,
1: at least that's what Daniel says. We don't right. fucking know. Um, um, but no, wait, wait, wait. Um, I wanted to say really quick, like, the difference between... Because I know we're going through the characters, but, like, as we go forward... In Outbreak, characters had key items that could be used in multiple ways depending on the scenarios that you went into. And it actually harkened back to the old days of Resident Evil where characters had key items that were specific to them. And I guess they saw that and said, we don't need that shit. We need to be like Overwatch and all these other fucking games where characters have character-specific abilities. So everyone has an ability that causes a flashy fucking special particle effect to, to go off. And I don't know. It just looks super cheesy and gross. So continue. Well, one word quiet. you said a
0: lot was garish during the, uh, yes. the the trailer. So we have Tyrone. We have January. Then we go into Samuel, who's basically. Did we a, say what January did? Oh, uh, just hacker.
1: She she hacks um turrets and security cameras. And, and usually security like, cameras with turrets. Yeah. And I guess that just stops Daniel from activating stuff in a room, I guess. But like, that's it. She'll just walk in a room and be like, all right, I took the camera out. Next room. All right, I took the camera out, and that's all she'll do. So ne- next character, please.
0: Uh, Samuel, who's a heavy melee fighter, so basically mm-hmm. he could punch things. He's he's a former boxer in his character bio. Which is so weird, because, like, Mark was the physical character
1: in Outbreak, and he never punched things as he, like, tackled them. Yeah. And it seemed more
0: realistic than, like, who boxing punch the zombie? Who the fuck would want to have their fists anywhere near a zombie's mouth? I, you know... Some people out there, some people, and then lastly, the Yoko stand-in is Valerie, who's our healer. Uh, the Yoko color swap, the Yoko uh, palette and her, swap. Her healer effect is basically mercy from fucking Overwatch. She does like all in a. It's an AOE heal thing. I, but, but like, I, I look at that, and I'm trying to contrast it to, like, Cindy,
1: who's the healer of, of Outbreak, right? Mm. Cindy has an ability called Aid, where if you go over to a green herb, and it'll heal someone in the area with your green herb. It's the same thing, no fucking crazy special particle effect, but it works. This is, like, a huge fucking gas bomb of healing, and that's only in a game like Overwatch or some other stupid bullshit. Like, I mean, like, the Halo healing mist thing. It just feels like it's so... Unrealistic, and that's a big thing that we noticed is like this bizarre
0: rip away from realism. And then we go to Daniel Fabron, who, when we watch this, is
1: the mastermind. We're no longer survivors, yeah, right?
0: There's only four survivors, right? And you know, it's a four player squad, everybody has to pick, as far as we know. From what little we know, you can't go into a match with less than four people. And we have no idea if you can double up on characters either. That's true. I mean, I'm assuming you would,
1: but who knows?
0: Everything you saw is always, like, four all showing the four.
1: The alternate, yeah.
0: Right. So, Daniel Fabron, and here's something very interesting. When we were watching the Tokyo Game Show, like, floor gameplay reveal, Mm -hmm. Daniel revealed that he works for Alex
1: Wesker. That was something we we just noticed towards the end because it doesn't even mention it. And he says, Dr. Wesker, and we took that as, okay, well, Wesker's already been confirmed to be alive. Plus this is in Resident Evil 2 era, so why not?
0: Yeah, because it's saying the outskirts of Raccoon City at the beginning of the trailer. So Raccoon City's still alive. It's not nuked yet. Did Wesker?
1: But Wesker didn't know about the Wesker children until RE5 lost in Nightmares, right? Yeah. So why the fuck is Alex Wesker working for Umbrella at all?
0: It broke the cannon.
1: Oh, my God. Whatever. It breaks you know the what? cannon, I guess. Alex Wesker is a character from Revelations 2, and it's already a fucking spoiler that her inclusion was a thing, like, that we're even mentioning her and her existence. Whatever. It's just a thing
0: that's in this game, I guess. Yeah, but we're, we're bringing back Rev 2, so that's oh, great. Oh,
1: before we move on from the classes, I wanted to bring a, a – because my good friend Barb out there, if he ever does listen to this, don't worry. Your favorite character to play in Outbreak is in the game. He's just reduced to an item, the, the tool hair kit.
0: Yeah, there are repair kits in the game which are really
1: weird. David is now a tool repair kit. There's no more class devoted to repairing items. Now everyone just has a repair kit item that they can buy. Yeah, because all the
0: melee weapons have a certain amount of health, which they did in Outbreak too. Except the knife in this game is infinite. But there was weapons all over the
1: place with the melee, and from what I've seen, you have to purchase shit like before going through the item box
0: at every start of the game.
1: Like, like the item box is a store.
0: And oh my god. Okay, like, so yeah, there's umbrella credits that right. are like around, and you earn them completing little objectives, which okay, I guess, but you buy ammo, you buy herbs, you buy special guns, you can buy literally RE2 remake guns. Right. All the RE2 well, yeah, remake all guns the assets are,
1: are in there, yeah.
0: You have the Uzi, you have a Matilda, you have the modified Magnum, you have the quick draw army, yeah. But but these Umbrella Credits is one thing I, I I brought up when we saw them. I was like, you know what? Why
1: didn't I notice this before? Like, it is a 4v1 competitive multiplayer game. I Of course there's going to be fucking microtransactions. Are you kidding me? Like, Umbrella Credits seems like the perfect avenue to fucking fit in a dollar purchase of some stupid bullshit. And it's like... As soon as I saw that, I was like, yep, that's what that's gonna be. Whether or not that's actually just gonna limit, you know, player inventory, which honestly, I don't understand the concept of item management in this game because all you're gonna be doing is managing a gun, ammo, and like maybe a key item or a healing item. Like, there's no real strategy to pathing or whatever. It's a straight dead path. Like to the end that you have to unlock a door each time you get through an area so like we looked at the map Right, so you'll unlock a door and it'll like give you a portion of a hallway And at the end of that hallway is a locked door you got there's a security camera and a fucking key somewhere there So instead of just running to the other end you got to find the key and then go to the door So there's no real strategy to finding the key. There's no real well-developed placement or puzzle It's just run up Use the character ability. Maybe January can hack a thing, and then get the key,
0: and then go to the next thing. It it really takes out the okay. It it makes everything we've ever done in Resident Evil extremely linear. It trivializes right. Yeah, you can you like the use core that word Resident yeah.
1: Evil gameplay. It trivializes all that into the most basic action of it. Run back four steps and pick up the key. Not even any like well placed anything.
0: So, so I want to, I want to talk more about the gameplay aspects because, you know, I feel like we, we owe it. Right. right? Well, well, this is just stuff that we saw and this
1: isn't like anything. I don't know. We are speculating about the umbrella credits, but beyond that, these are
0: all like. Because they're not, they're not explaining anything. They're just showing stuff, but they're not explaining what they do. It's some, it's things we pick up on. So yeah, the umbrella credits are things you can find out in the field, just like you can find ammo, just like Mm -hmm. you can find herbs. I assume weapons, but you don't know. We don't know. We didn't find any in the field. Uh, there's also guns that, that some of the saw. character yeah. starts with. I don't know. We don't know what any character starts with, first of all. Uh, also, we still don't know if you can keep the items between rounds. Yeah, from what we saw, it was really inconsistent. You could, like like there, was a, there was a player who bought the Matilda. And then the next round bought it again. And it's like, okay, why
1: did you have to buy that twice? Or was that something that like another player on a different session bought? Like we have no idea because we didn't. Do you get refurbished the
0: fucking credits? It would
1: suck if like when you start the round, everything you built is gone because that totally defeats the purpose of building your character and inventory management and the whole fucking pacing and gameplay. But whatever, whatever. It's a new fresh Resident uh, survival horror experience.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Well, he's he's referencing a producer we'll on mention, the game that, you know. that, that that uh listened to the, our complaints. So, yeah. Okay, so uh anybody can heal teammates. Like right. if you're down on the floor like in dying. You don't even need a state. healing item.
1: Like you could just I mean kind of like Outbreak, you could pick them up. But Outbreak had the virus gauge. Yeah. So like there was more going on than just healing, and now everything instead of a virus gauge is now like a literal timer. Yeah. So that whole metagame thing is just gone,
0: and you have a big fucking clock like that.
1: The UI is pretty shit. Like the huge, no doubt that can probably change. It's in development, whatever. But like as of right now, that shit looks horrible, and like. Doesn't that suck? Am I the only one that thinks that that sucks? Instead of having the virus gauge, instead of just imagining that, oh, the time limit is your character's ability to not be infected 100. percent No, let's just have that entire metagame concept thrown out to have a literal timer. Fuck
0: you. All right, like,
1: so, continue. I'm just like
0: it's uh, really hard to continue. You're 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 feeling it though. It sucks. I, I feel your your anger. Yeah. So the time mechanic, you lose time based on traps and damage taken. So oh, did any- we mention it was timed? Yeah. We, yeah, it's a we, timed we, Yeah, we thing. just mentioned it. There's a big clock and you have a yeah, timer. Yeah. You have like five minutes to start five with. Five minutes, yeah. To start with. Uh, like, depending on the attack or whatever, you lose ten, five seconds. If you do some, like if a character dies, you lose 30 seconds. As you're trying, as the clock keeps going down, as you're, you know, moving through the map. But if you kill things, you earn time. Uh, what else? And you, <laughs> if you solve puzzles, you earn time. But if, like,
1: one person is taking the brunt of the damage, right? And that fucks up everyone's time. It's not like Outbreak where, like, if a character fucks up, then you could just try and continue the campaign without them.
0: You all, know, like... Also, I wanted to talk about how, oh, you get more time if all four escape with you. You lose time if if one of your friends or teammates it's, fucking gets left behind. It's so much more arcadey, you know? We we also have hit points that appear on enemies. The more you hit them,
1: right. numbers
0: come out of fucking zombies. Because which...
1: immersion needs to be broken in this game. There needs to be fucking blue mist pouring out of people's first aid kits and fucking red uh, party streamers popping out of headshots. We have like, there's no fucking subtlety here. You know what I just realized all these effects are from? What? The Ghost Survivors from Resident Evil 2 Remake. All the stupid bullshit. The glowy eyes. The hazy poison shit. Like, all the stupid nonsense. No, you're the right. Yeah. zombies.
0: All the particle effects are straight out of Ghost Survivors. Was Ghost Survivors, like, a beta for this? Like, us to whet our appetite and be like, Hey, we like this. I don't know, but Ghost Survivors was unnecessarily
1: hard. I beat it, but it was unnecessarily bullshit in terms of cheap enemy placement.
0: So, like... Uh, Correlation. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about a little bit of positives. Yellow herbs and Molotov cocktails make a return. Right, right. So yellow herbs. That's so bizarre. We haven't seen those since RE4. And Molotovs we haven't seen since Outbreak.
1: Right. That was something. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, plus any of the melee weapons we haven't seen since Outbreak. Because Outbreak was like the last game to really do. No.
0: Revelations 2 technically she gets a crowbar.
1: Yeah. So I mean if you want to put that there,
0: why not? Uh minor criticism going back, uh no music. Yeah, I don't know if this was something about the the, the test build or something, but every
1: video that Adrian and I saw had no music, no ambient. And trust us, nothing. we saw
0: plenty of video.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if this is like a development thing, but as of right
0: now there's no ambient music, no like music sound whatsoever it's just like the dead only, silence the only thing that kept going on and on was daniel criticizing you oh my survivor. god
1: i was waiting for the moment to bring that up he will not shut the fuck off and he's gratuitously french oh my god it's like he's romantically french like whatever he has a french accent cool we have a french resident evil character but he won't stop talking like Like, like this is romantic and like, he's getting off on it and he won't shut. Every, every five seconds is a fucking line.
0: You know what I mean? Also, uh, I think, uh, I think we should also be warned, uh, not be warned, but I think we should clarify if you guys know, but George and I think this is the first French character in in Resi history. If you guys know anybody, let us know. Because yeah, I'm trying to think in my mind. I mean, like nobody comes to mind. The only you said Ashford's, but those are English. No,
1: they're English. And then what? Um, um The dude from Revelations one, Parker, he's Italian. Uh, Lewis is Spanish. Like I'm trying to think like when the, the series was globetrotting, I don't think a Frenchman has ever showed up. You know what I mean? So like, cool, whatever. A new Resident Evil character. Why does he have to look exactly like Wesker? Like he's it's like I get it they want to be the mastermind but like he couldn't be his own character he has to
0: be a Wesker knockoff that hard Yeah cuz he's even in the his character bio picture he's blonde with glasses It's the it's like he just tried to copy
1: Wesker's design exactly instead of just having our own character like you know like I don't understand this game. They read the fucking climate of everyone wanting a multiplayer Resident Evil game, had the blueprints for a functioning multiplayer game that was way ahead of its time, and then opted, you know what? We need something way more flashy and arcadey. That's the thing that will sell. And I'm not not gonna be one of these assholes because someone's gonna say, well, this isn't gonna replace Resident Evil. This isn't RE8. This isn't RE3 remake. Obviously, no one thinks that this is going to replace the mainline series.
0: But you know what? They're still trying to make a quick buck can, with this stupid shit. Can you pull up what the producer said? Because I think that's relevant to right now. All right. Right here. What what does he say, George? Can you read? Right. So I guess right now we'll just bring this up. Um, Let's get his name. Uh,
1: his name, Matt, Walker. Matt Walker. Is there any? Okay. Because we got. Whoa. Okay. We got like five minutes until the break. So do you want to cover up some small stuff and then jump into that? Okay. Is there well, anything that, else? that
0: We'll do a radio tease on that. First of all melee weapons, limited use, but there's repair kits. The David, yes. The user interface is really full. You have like, you have four particle effects are cartoonish. You die, and you respawn at the beginning of the area. Yeah, there's, when you die, it just respawns. It's like, there's no real penalty outside of just losing time Uh, for everything. And I think that's about it. Uh, Repair kits are automatically used, it seems. I don't know 100%, but it looks like as soon as when um, a weapon's broken, if you have a repair kit, it automatically uses it. Oh, also really quick, this is actually gonna be a,
1: point, a good time to mention this. Like in okay, so there's a big focus on this game on doors, right? because there's really only like four sections to a map, and the doors are what the mastermind can sort of separate the party with or you know, provide oh. some sort of blockade for like something. But since the maps are so small, you're not really, the, it's just wasting time because I'm trying to think like of an example in Outbreak, those doors you have to break down to go to the next area. There's a reason why they take so long to break down because A, it gives Alyssa, the thief, an extra job. To be able to unlock doors because she has a lockpick. And B, it gives time for the zombies that respawn to catch up with you. Because the map is a continuous thing, and the zombies will persist you throughout the whole thing. This is like a small randomly generated RNG fucking bullshit map, right? And and like these doors are super hard to break down, but there's no real enemies around because you already killed them and they're not gonna respawn until the mastermind brings them in. And I just, it just feels weird. And like, when you go to knock down a door, I brought this up. When he started hitting it with the pipe, 255 damage. Okay, cool. When he started shooting at it with the fucking Gatling gun, 255 damage. What? What?
0: How is it the same amount of damage? Oh yeah, you get a Gatling gun. Sure. I mean, it was an RE2, so that keeps the theme. Yeah, Uh, let's keep using everything that was an RE2.
1: So, you know what? We'll find out what the director said in, in response to a lot of our complaints, and we will uh, continue from there. I'll be right back, folks.
0: Hello, everyone. This is the masterful dude of it's the face that runs the place, the host with the most agent Mike was, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F A N F R E E K S. Fan Freak's Facebook group. Be there, be square. Okay, boss. All right, and we're back.
1: Um, welcome back, guys. So um, we pulled up this uh, response from producer Matt Walker from Capcom um basically so there was like when this trailer came uh, came out a large amount of the comments and the reactions were were kind of negative in Minus the sense negative. well because the majority of them were like oh this isn't an outbreak and a friend of mine when i when i explained this to her and she was like well did people like we play outbreak but do people like the majority of re fans do they even really want outbreak and i was like Normally, I'd say that's up for debate, depending on who you ask, but, like, literally every fucking post was, oh, this isn't really Outbreak, this doesn't look like Outbreak, is this Outbreak? And everyone wanted it to be like Outbreak. So, there was already that kind of weirdness to contend with with Capcom, and then on top of that was all this janky development footage gameplay of something that felt really out of left field. This of course, my opinion, but this is, like, what i noticed and how it seemed to me so obviously i must be right in some aspect because the fucking producer matt walker has put out a statement to help um address the concerns of a lot of the fan base oh george yeah what's up oh george is this denied what happened
0: no i looked up who he is
1: who is he oh no
0: according to to fandom devil may cry He's a Capcom employee whose most notable roles include being the production coordinator for Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City oh. and a production manager for Resident Evil Revelations 2. Oh, my God. And Street Fighter Five, And he's one of the producers of Devil May Cry 5.
1: Well, I mean, DMC5 was good. Yes. I mean, out of everything in that list, I mean, people will say Revelations 2 was good.
0: He started working at Capcom in 2010. Um uh,
1: so, I mean, this guy, oh, he
0: appears a, as a, as a zombie model and remake too. Oh shit. Does it, do they have it there or no? Uh, I'll, I'll look that up. Cause but, I actually do recognize a lot of the models. He might be one of the SWAT team guys. Uh, I don't know. But if after this, you don't agree with him, you could shoot him. Wow. Well, I don't want to promote that bullshit on the show. But... Oh no, it's the hanging
1: zombie. Oh, my God. He's the guy hanging from the roof um, right next to the the, the woman the, statue. Yeah. In, yeah, where you get the medallion there in RE2 remake. Nice. Well, anyway, so this gentleman put out a statement to help address some concerns, and he says this. Adrian, do you want to read it or you want me to read it? I, I want you to read it. Okay. Let it all
0: out. And do your best, like, uh, <laughs> Tom Hewlett, because <laughs> this sounds like Tom Hewlett, doesn't it? Uh uh been been seeing a lot of people who are uh, not pleased with the idea
1: that we're uh, making project resistance uh, it's uh, totally valid that people want more of that um uh, quality core experience offered in RE2 and um RE7 my take um uh, as we uh, we as a company need to continue <laughs> to branch out and uh, try to offer new gameplay in addition to refining the experiences people expect from us and um, if we just continue to offer up the same thing over and over again, people will gradually lose interest with what we're making.
0: You stopped being Tom Hewlett on that last
1: Yeah, one. no, because I want to emphasize that last line in particular. I, I know I did a voice, but basically what he's saying here is that with the popularity of Resident Evil 2 Remake and RE7, they want to branch out and capture a you know a bigger audience because they feel as though if they keep offering the same thing over and over again,
0: people will lose interest. Alright, Ken Okay, let's let's talk about Resident Evil timeline here. Because <laughs> Sorry. Casualty. It was, it was a speaker that wasn't connected to anything. No,
1: nope, definitely
0: my, my webcam. Whatever, it's cool. Let's go. Um so real quick One of the most important things that we should talk about is how we haven't gotten the same thing over and over again. Right. So, Uh, he brings up two games. Right. Two (laughs) games that were critically well-received. One of them, a
1: VR-centric experience, mind you.
0: Okay, it would... Not
1: to say that reduces anything, but I'm just saying, like, he's talking about, oh, we're just giving the same thing over and over again. But
0: really, RE2 Remake was the only thing that was classic core RE even though like, it wasn't, it didn't have fixed camera. It was more in the vein of RE4 and shit, right? And so uh, let's yeah. let's let's talk a little about this, okay? We had RE4, five, six, which are almost all the same game, which is considered the action I, trilogy. Well, four, I feel like the pacing is amazing in four, but yeah, I agree, I agree. They're they're right, the action the, trilogy. They're correct. the action trilogy. Yes. Then after that, we had the Rev One, Rev Two. Um. Revelations 1, Revelations 2. Was that right after 4, or 5, and 6? Yeah, yeah. It Re- was during one, that time. Absolutely. It and was then Operation the... was
1: somewhere in there. Yeah, absolutely. Between
0: 5 and 6, Revelations 1 came out. Right. And then 6 and what would end up being 7? 2 came out. Uh, 2? Revelations 2. Oh, okay, yeah. And I know that oper- um, and then Operation Umbrella came Qu- around there. And too. then, uh, no, Operation...
1: Rackle- Operation came out right around Resident Evil 6. I thought it was 5.
0: Whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But see, that's that's not a mainline game. It's a (laughs) spinoff. Correct. And then after 6, but before 7, we had Umbrella Core. Yes. So none of those games are at all...
1: Core Resident Evil gameplay experiences. At all. No, not at all. The only games were 7 and 2, and 7 really was a streamlined version of it because it had to accommodate for first
0: person. Unless this guy is on some good, good shit And he's thinking when they ported Remake and Zero, the HD versions, to the PS4 and PS3 and was, like, making that a big deal. And then we had Resident Evil 2 again. Right, because he is on the the staff for releasing those, the the Resident Evil Classic Collection. And I guess what he means is, like, you know, we
1: already provided Resident Evil Zero and Remake, so, you know, I think we should do something different. it's like, dude, you released ports these aren't new games. You 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 made us buy, and I say made because they they incentivized us to buy Resident Evil Zero and Resident Evil HD remastered. So that way, it would tell Capcom that we like core Resident Evil experiences. They got the message and said, you know what? They like core Resident Evil experiences. Better make one game and then try and offer them something different. You know what? If they go back to the core gameplay in Resident Evil 8 and 3, which they are no doubt still doing, then fine. Then there's no complaint here. But it's still this, this cookie cutter corporate mouthpiece bullshit that's like... Dude, what are you
0: even talking about? the same thing over and over again? That Resident Evil Three is being made by someone else. Project Resistance isn't even being made by Capcom. It's yeah. being made by an outside developer that already worked on the Devil May Cry HD Collection. What else did they work They're on? They're called
1: the Neo Boards Entertainment.
0: What? Uh, yeah, but they worked on oh, Animusha yeah. Warlords, Resident Evil Origins Collection, which is one thing
1: i was just talking about
0: remake and zero yeah and the devil may cry hd collection which is one two three and four
1: while i didn't play the devil may cry hd collection i can from personal experience tell you guys that onimusha warlords the hd remaster of that one has some weird lighting bugs you can see it on my my let's play like the the lighting just bugs out and the shadows kind of dart all over the place and you're like um that's not supposed to happen um so shall yeah, like, I continue reading that? Yeah yeah, let's he, he did say more. This guy spilled more shit. Well, I don't want to go ahead and call this guy like, you know, too much shit because honestly. Hey Matt,
0: if you want to defend, come on come on the show. Oh god, don't
1: call him out like that. He'll fucking D- whatever he'll whatever. tweet at us he'll tweet at us and please give us, give us uh, acknowledgement regardless like maybe he doesn't really know the current climate of this shit and he's just trying to explain to some <laughs> reporter i'm not going to put it too much on him here but let's just continue <clears throat> project resistance offers up a really interesting way to do that the most important part oh most important okay hold on people interested uh gl- We'll gradually lose interest with what we're making. Project Resistance offers up a really interesting way to do that. The most important part, that's that it's a great survival horror experience, if non-traditional. So, Adrian brought up this point, like, what is survival horror? And it's such a vague, kind of generalized term that it
0: can sort of cover a lot of things. For me, the the ideal survival horror is honestly the first Dead Space. Whoa.
1: Okay, that was a weird pull, but okay. I mean, it's a good game, right?
0: It's a, it's a damn good game, but you have item management. You do. You have scares at a bunch of different turns. I would you, say it's a bit more linear than most traditional, but yeah.
1: I mean, it's
0: about the no, same no, no, kind no. of concept. No, no, because linear and backtracking, those are just game elements. But mm-hmm. for me, survival horror is basically you don't have enough ammo to deal with everything that's in front of you. Hmm. That that for me is you have to be smart, you have to be tactical, and there's fear at every corner. You could also talk about the game fear itself. Well, hmm. uh, the wha- fear itself. Uh, no, just fear. But um, sorry, no. It's, and th- it, you could obviously everyone points to Resident Evil, but Silent even Hill, Silent Hill as well. Frame, haunting Ground, Clock Tower, um, Parasite Eve, which has RPG elements. It's an RPG game, basically, but still (laughs) survival horror is a malleable thing. It's a malleable genre, but usually fucking co-op is not an ideal part of it. And least of all, not a four V one multiplayer mode. This is not fucking evolve, you know? (laughs) No, I I hear you. And I think this may be where I, I disagree
1: only slightly is because like, it's like saying action game. You know? And an action game could, could be a character point. action game, could be a fucking like platform action. action. It could be so many different things. So, survival horror, I feel like fucking is something Catherine's like that. puzzle action. Right. So, I feel like survival horror can be that big generalized thing, but then there's traditional survival horror, which is this sort of like, you know, inventory management, backtracking key items, you know, making every shot count. But then you have shit like Resident Evil 5 and 6. Those are technically survival horror. Really? They are technically, you are surviving, you have an inventory management, you have to fight odds, manage your bullets, even though you pretty much have plenty. There's really not a lot to manage. The
0: writing is horrible.
1: But that's, these are all specific as you said, <laughs> mechanics of the game that are different, that could be varied. I, I get but, it, but, but you
0: see where I'm coming him, from. But for
1: him, as we we bring this back to if Mr. Matt Walker over here, but if we bring this over to Matt Walker, he says, it's a great survival horror experience. If he already is certain that it's a great survival horror experience. And like, if non-traditional.
0: Like, well, I mean, there is inventory management we've seen. What's the horror? Uh The... The, What's the unknown that you pay sixty dollars for a shitty game? Well, we don't even know if it's sixty dollars yet. But I, I mean, actually, absolutely. if it's twenty or thirty, that's be forty. That's fine. I think that's actually pretty good. If it's $40, $50, forty, fifty, sixty, I don't think that's good at all. I'll wait till it's on sale for ten dollars on the PlayStation Store.
1: I just think it's gonna be like pr- the, the biggest way to kill fear in something is predictability. And the Mastermind is only going to have so many different ways to place things and use their traps. It's going to be, like, repetitive after a certain point. Dead by Daylight works because it's a game of tag. And the different characters have different ways of changing that tag. It's not like the the characters have to individually build up their own character and, you know, do specific things. And, the- yeah, they have to do stuff in the map, but it's overall a quicker pace, lighter sense of, like, character progression than something like Resident Evil. I'd you know? also... Cool. I, <laughs> you can I've, kill I've, my webcam. I've,
0: I will. <laughs> He's after uh, it. I've played Dead by Daylight with George maybe a handful of times. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't play that game often, uh, George loves it. I think you platinumed it. I no, Jesus! I wish I could, but no.
1: There's a couple achievements that won't let me do that.
0: <laughs> um, but that's the big comparison, right? But uh, I, it came out on the store for free, and I was playing that. Um, but see, the thing is, when because it's basically four v one, one is the killer, yeah. and four survivors. That's the big comparison everyone draws is this to Dead by Daylight, right? And Dead by Daylight, you can't fight the killer, and the killer doesn't even kill. Just right. takes you someplace where well, I mean, you're you going could. to get sacrificed.
1: You could. I mean, there's the Mories, but yeah, yeah, tech, yeah. The uh, gameplay they, is centered were... around putting them on the hooks. Yes. Right. And
0: I got to tell you, I fucking hate that. D- I what? I love that. No, because one of the DLCs that I went and got because I'm a huge shill for them is Halloween. And that, Michael wait, Myers. What did you just say? A huge Halloween? Halloween? How are you? Halloween. It's Halloween.
1: Halloween. (laughs) Wait, what? How have we not? What? What? Halloween? Halloween? I don't even know how the fuck you've been saying. What? (laughs) Halloween. He like says holla like it's Halloween. Like it's. Well, holla if you
0: hear me. Oh
1: my (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, Halloween. Yes. Halloween. (laughs) H-O. Hollow. It has an H-A. I know. But it's pronounced hollow, right? Am I wrong? Oh, my <laughs> God. Am I wrong? I need to look this up. Am, do, we, are, do people really do pronounce this Halloween? Ha- Halloween. All right, guys. How
0: do you pronounce it? Jeez. For
1: the, oh, my God. Let
0: us know if you pronounce it Halloween or Halloween.
1: Regardless.
0: So Halloween, <laughs> you have, you know, Michael Myers and he. Usually kills people. I just never got around the idea of him sacrificing to somebody. All right, all right, all unless right. we're going into so you Halloween obviously 6. D- you obviously don't know about the Dead by Daylight lore. Right. No. Because the
1: entity is not actually like, it's not actually them. It's the entity copying them and putting them into a world that resets. Oh, then I shouldn't have bought that DLC.
0: So what? But he, <laughs> what? All right. Regardless of which. but But let me explain. All right. If I was the mastermind or Michael Myers. I don't I don't know why, but I never really like feel the urge to you know win. I kind of just want to help the survivors win.
1: Well, that's because you you oh my god, I remember why why that one time we played Dead by Daylight. He was the one dude that felt bad for the killer. Like he would as a survivor give himself to the killer if it like if we were winning too much. And it's like, dude, are you fucking for real? Like, it, and the, he would help survivors as the killer because he just felt bad killing them. Adrian, that game is not for you because the whole it's a versus competitive game. And as someone who enjoys Dead by Daylight, the pacing of it is much, it's better paced in the sense that, like, the game of tag in terms of like, you know, freeze tag, I tag you and you're stuck there and someone has to rescue you. You know, it's, it's a tried and true method. Okay. Tag never gets old because you can change that shit up a million different ways. I feel like project resistance will get old very fast, older than
0: outbreak got really fast.
1: I still love outbreak. So far
0: we've only seen one map. Again, the game states, we've seen two maps. They just look
1: exactly the same. I've, we saw an outdoors map, and we saw a warehouse. But the
0: outdoors leads into the indoors. It's all the same maps. I, I, don't know. It's supposedly a know. fucking lab. But here's here's the thing: they have this great caveat. It's in development. It's still under development. the The name isn't one hundred percent Project Resistance. It's you have this great caveat where you could get away with whatever the fuck you want, and mm-hmm. still, and still dangle. Ah. ah, ah we're, we're well, not done yet because if, if i continue the quote he even says i think we confuse things when we make things
1: related to ips that don't actually stay true to the core spirit of the ip but this project happily doesn't fall into that trap so there he even kind of like admits to the audience that this is not the core spirit of resident evil but it is its own thing and we're allowed to do whatever we want as long as it's you know a spin-off and you know what like to a certain extent, sure, you can do whatever you want with a spinoff, but it has to sort of make sense. Like even the Persona fucking dancing spinoffs, they make sense because the game is stylish. The game is centered around the music, the the art. Like there's a reason why that spinoff was made. Adrian, there was a reason why Mercenaries was a spinoff because it made sense to the Resident Evil gameplay of, of it having that short spurt.
0: That's another of thing. There, there were more. That's another one in the non-traditional fucking survival horror, we had Mercenaries 3D as a standalone game. For Which I always 3DS. thought would be its own great series if they just had more faith in it. You know what else I would like to say? If you had done To Deadly Silence for Resident Evil if, uh, 1, if you had done Deadly Silence for Resident Evil 2.
1: Oh my god. That'd be incredible, but, you know, beggars and dreamers and all that.
0: Right, but... <laughs> Where are these fucking traditional Resident Evil games? I haven't had a traditional Resident Evil game since called Veronica. And I think it's weird because he's saying, like, we could
1: do whatever we want as long as it's a different IP. But the only games that have, like, failed super hard have been when they've tried to make the IP into something that doesn't make sense. Such as a fucking military 4v4 shooter. Or a military 4v4 shooter without, I don't know, um...
0: What was even the difference between Operation Raccoon City and Umbrella Corps? Uh, um, Operation Raccoon City, it's Umbrella versus United States Army. But it's
1: still 4v4, essentially. Yeah,
0: it's 4v4. Except
1: in Umbrella Corps, there's no character-specific abilities. Also, I'd
0: like to point out, I had fun with Operation Raccoon City. It's not a great game, but I I had fun with it. I had fun I with it. Not.
1: And you know what? I I, I have to uh, me as a person, I'm growing to not like shit on like people that just enjoy things that I don't like. Like whatever. You like it, you like it. Whatever. No, no, no. I it's can cool. I'm look, glad you like it. I
0: can admit it's a shit game. Mm. But I had fun with it. I have to admit that. I have to admit when I had fun with something. No, right. Because right. the problem I had with Umbrella Core that made me not want to buy it, aside from the fact I knew nobody else was gonna get it, none of the- my friends were. But also the fact was with Umbrella Core, why the fuck am I having a cover system in a fucking where zombies and dogs are there? It's because they're trying to fit it into what's popular as a new IP. Right. And it's like, don't- Which you is you why can't... for me, Resident Evil 5 and 6 are very Call of Duty, very action-oriented games because that's what was selling. right. For right. me, Capcom is very reactionary. Capcom wants to do, oh shit, that's working? Let's do it. And by the time they do it, That ship has sailed. I'm waiting for the day we get fucking Resident Evil Battle Royale in like a year or two. I'm surprised, but here's here's the thing for Operation Raccoon City. My biggest complaint about Operation Raccoon City was the dislock DLC that you would have to pay extra for. I bought that game day one, no regrets. Then then they released the DLC for the army side of the story. Yeah. And it was an additional $25, $30. I did not purchase. Yeah. I said, fuck you. Me too. Because Capcom, you cannot piss on me and tell me it's raining. I fucking return the game immediately. It's called a bait and switch. You have your entire fucking advertisements
1: be like including both both teams and you only sell one of them. Like. uh, like, that was Operation Raccoon City. As you can see, we've been burned by this, like, series and
0: their spinoffs before right. for these exact reasons. So, but forgive the fun- us for not jumping on board with this immediately. But for me, the fun thing was with Operation Raccoon City, uh, particularly in the multiplayer, because I had friends, we would squad... You had friends? Yeah. <laughs> I had friends that played with me, and what we did was we would go into the Raccoon City map, which is my favorite map. Yeah, it was the best one. And... It was, I forgot what, what the, it was basically team deathmatch, I think, because to capture the G virus, whatever, you had to do it in the lab one, mm-hmm. whatever. But dude, hunters and zombies, you had to kill those things while fighting humans and then tyrant would show up. It was fucking great. Or Mr. X. Yeah, but me. you know, it's, I uh, thought that shit was fucking lit. I was like. Dude, this is like a triple threat match. Because you have this that fucking kills everybody, and then your opponent's over there. Like, for me, I had never played a game that way.
1: Did you not play the Resident Evil 5 versus mode? No. Did you play the Resident Evil 6 versus mode? No. Okay, then I have a feeling why you're so... uh, Okay, I know why you're so easy to excuse Operation Raccoon City as that being fun. Because, like... Resident Evil 5's versus mode does everything Operation Raccoon City does, but I feel better because it's basically RE5's single-player campaign, but you're fighting other players on the map and you're shooting them using the exact same guns and the exact same animations. It's not just like Call of Duty reaction guns and stuff like that and and all the, the, you know, there is behind cover stuff, but it's still using Resident Evil gameplay. Mm -hmm. I highly suggest playing the versus modes for Resident Evil five and six six is like amazingly fun and so was Resident Evil five to be honest in terms of the versus modes and if there was just a game of that that'd be amazing that's why I feel like mercenaries should have its own fucking series because you can have the single player route and you can have the multiplayer route and everyone like people love mercenaries I go back and play RE six for mercenaries for fuck's sake like you can do this, but for some reason they feel the need to, like, I know, um, replace basic core concepts with whatever's popular and it just feels cheap. So let me finish reading this fucking quote. I can't wait till the closed beta to have more people actually play it and see how it's a refreshing new take. But very, but very surely survival horror at its core. I swear to God, every single time a survival horror game comes out and people are not sure if it's good, they'll just say, no, no, guys, it is survival horror. Don't worry. Like, okay, it could be survival horror, but it may be not done well. People who have played it have been positive. Mm-hmm. And I hope during CBT, even more people have fun playing it. You know what, dude? You try it. You talk to a reporter. I can't hate on you too much. Like, what else am I going to say?
0: Listen, uh, Matt, I mean this with all due respect. I, I don't I don't know you. You you might be a decent human being, but if you want to come on the show and and defend res, proz, project Resistance mm. or, or whatever unna- the fuck this is called unnamed game yet, uh, feel free. Yeah, we yeah. have a we have an email.
1: So I mean, that's basically we covered um the majority of stuff that was on Project Resistance. Um, the stuff so far. And stuff so far. So as there's developments, um, you know, you can bet will will update you and give you any updates that come out. But so, don't worry, we'll um, be
0: better. We'll be better. Better informed. No, I mean we'll be better and not making it an hour long resident evil podcast.
1: Well, why not? It was a topic for today, really. Yeah. So anyway, um let's just get it's, into it. It's this real it's quick. something
0: that's like near and dear to our hearts. Like when Something Rezzy comes up, we have to talk. And about And we it. mentioned it in the last show, but we had we were doing our it special, so it's yeah. like
1: you know we brought. Please it
0: let now. us know if you like that. Yeah, let we're, us know
1: if you'd like to hear more specials like that in the future. Um, so Adrian, if I may ask, man, uh, have you been uh, playing anything recently?
0: Well, it's spooky time.
1: Oh, not not
0: yet, but okay, yes, sure. Uh, I mean, considering I work in retail, I work at Costco, and oh. they already put up Christmas trees. Wait, what? They already put out Christmas trees That's and cool. and wreaths and stuff. And it's fucking September. So I'm like, no, God damn it. It's spooky time first. So yeah, I'm playing Resident Evil director's cut right now or uh, R.E.D.C., whatever you want to call yes, it. Yes, he calls it R.E.D.C.
1: And each time he s- says that, I keep thinking it's like Dark Side Chronicles or some mm. shit.
0: No, 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 uh, <laughs> no, but, no, no. But I'm playing on Chris's campaign, and hopefully, I I get the infinite ammo Colt Python just to make the second game play faster.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I actually grew up with Director's Cut and not the original. Same. I so... never played
0: the the uh, the basic uh 96 Resi. Yeah, so I didn't realize how terrible the soundtrack was until I played the original. <laughs> so can I explain why the why the soundtrack's bad? I mean yeah, sure. Why not? Uh I want to give a shout out to another YouTuber, Ink Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Really great YouTuber, but he did a top ten uh, facts you didn't know about Resi and I found and he found out why Resident Evil Director's Cut has a shitty soundtrack. Well, I know about the
1: composer, if that's where you're going to go about. But, okay, yes, continue. Yes, the composer.
0: Right, all right. Do, do you want me
1: to explain no, it? No, you said you he wanted to. Go for it. I'm okay. just saying that I know it, obviously. Okay, so
0: <laughs> the composer, I forgot his name, but he was, like, this big guy who was going to be the next- Something uh, Sakaguchi or something. All right. I don't remember. The, he was going to be, like, the next Beethoven, because he was blind or something, and uh, he was blind and or deaf? No, he was deaf. He was deaf. That's, yeah. That's- more beethoven comparisons and and he did um he he composed the music
1: for the sochi olympics apparently
0: right and everyone was like oh my god this guy's amazing whatever Uh and then uh capcom was like oh do do a new soundtrack for for director's cut for Mm -hmm. the re-release and then uh, he did it, and that's when we get the. If you want to know, the like basement. the worst
1: song for a video game, it's pff- Mansion Basement. Mansion Basement from Resident Evil, and Bro, I listen like- to that.
0: I listen to that just to laugh.
1: There's that's hardly a song, as it's just someone mashing a keyboard, to be right. honest.
0: So <laughs> right, and then it come and then you come to find out that the composer was lying the whole entire time and he mm-hmm. paid somebody else to compose songs. Yep, he was he had a ghostwriter. He had a ghostwriter and he wasn't deaf at all. And he wasn't
1: actually deaf, people. He was faking his deaf deafness, faking his disability he was deaf and blind, for freaking actually. years, and yeah. he was writing music
0: for the Olympics wow and got away with it so yeah director's cut has some interesting things with the music uh, but after that i was planning on doing just a quick speed run to see if i could get an s rank because i believe you can get an s rank in the no,
1: um Resident Evil, dc no no re2 doesn't have the s rank in the in oh the so one. then it's just a yeah it's just a and re2 Fun. not not one though i don't know i don't know if are i don't think re1 even has grades
0: I'm pretty sure it does.
1: When I beat um Jill's campaign uh for the director's cut, I didn't get a rank. You, you just have a time.
0: Oh, well, then I'm going to try and beat it so I could get Infinite Ammo Rocket Launcher. Yeah,
1: it, you do have to beat it under three hours to get the Infinite Ammo Rocket Launcher, but like Which there's no rank. Which is fucking hard. Eh, not really.
0: The amount of backtracking. Nah.
1: The thing is, like I, I platinumed Remake, and you have to do that too? You have to beat it in three okay, hours? Okay, this is
0: something I want to talk about. Yeah. I even sent you in a note, because like playing director's cut mm-hmm. after playing remake so much. Cause I platinum uh remake as well. Right. Fuck. Fucked me up. What? Be- because I'm remembering where all oh, the placements, wh- where things are yeah. in remake and they're not in DC. So it's like, Oh wait, the armor oh key God. isn't in this room. <laughs> the armor key is in the- over there with the statues, but there's no statues here. Where's the armor key? Oh, it's with Forrest in the arrange mode. Oh but, god! But in the regular mode, it's it's somewhere else. The sword key is with Rebecca in a regular mode, but you get the sword key after you get the armor key. So it's like, fuck.
1: That's where I got stuck in my fuck. let's play. Yeah. And also another thing is like going back from remake to the original. Like that. Yeah. That, it's exactly. That, that, no, what no. I'm but talking that, about. that that painting hallway. You know where you have to solve the painting where yeah, you yeah, just yeah. press the buttons in remake. There's a shortcut that leads straight to the graveyard. Yeah. And I use that shit all the time to go back into the main foyer not in the original at all so it's like oh fuck my pathing is all
0: fucked (laughs) exactly like there was so many times i fucked up and i had to double up on like backtracking and because chris only has six item slots eh, yeah i have to do a lot of backtracking one thing about i guess one last question on on this before we
1: move on um do you prefer the chris campaign or the jill campaign i always go chris that's interesting i always go jill I love Jill, but Chris is harder. Chris is harder, but like, I don't, I don't know. I like Jill's like... Jill has a fucking bazooka. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to understand why. I just she like the characters. Gets- Maybe because Barry's in fucking Jill's campaign, and that's why I like that one so <laughs> don't much. Don't get me wrong.
0: I usually, when I play Chris, I then go play Jill, mm-hmm. but I've played Jill so much, I don't need to play Jill ever again in my life. Oh my I- God, that's
1: so... I, I disagree with me because I, I love I do Jill and then Chris, and I'll still do fucking Jill again.
0: You know what I mean? But that's the thing. like I'll do Chris, then I'll do Jill, then I'll go back to Chris. I'm more familiar
1: with Jill for sure. I I'm,
0: yeah. I'm all about Chris. I don't know why, but I always have like also Chris like, I don't know, takes more bites. He takes more bites. He's also. So, you know
1: what? It's Jill because she has the can, extra items. Do you
0: want to talk about the the minutiae thing I was telling you earlier about the guns and all that? Oh, no, no, no. We're going to keep that for another when we go into more detail. If we
1: do a fucking Resident Evil one special or we have somehow get ink ribbon on here with us or, or fucking <laughs> avalanche or yo, Jared
0: message you on Facebook, Yo bro. man, we're willing to have anyone, but let's move on real quick. Um, um, but yeah. That's what I'm playing now. What are you playing?
1: I'm playing uh, Dragon Quest IX, which I really don't have a lot more. I mentioned that a long time ago that I was still playing it. It's it's really expansive. It's actually starting to open up. But the game I actually do want to talk about, and I actually played on the stream with a Mr. Leisurely Vinny over at bonekingtv.twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash bonekingtv, just kidding. Um, we played Deadly Premonition, so we finally got that game um, started I guess somebody Um, got hyped because Deadly Premonition 2 is confirmed. Oh, fuck yes. So, I've always wanted to play Deadly Premonition. And I wanted to see Twin Peaks first before playing Deadly Premonition. So I can really see what they were all referencing with everything. And my god, I'm glad I did. Because, like, I saved it on my PC forever. And now I'm actually diving in there. And holy shit, there are so many Twin Peaks references. It is out of control. This is essentially Twin Peaks the game. Like... Zack, Diane, the coffee, just the deputy, there's just so much. There's just so much. And Vinny and I, we saw Twin Peaks together. Actually, I lie. We both saw season one and two of Twin Peaks separately, and then we came together to watch The Return, which is season three. And then we're playing Deadly Premonition together, and we are just geeking out. So if you guys ever want to see a fun geeking out experience of two losers who are just having a good time with this, with a good sweary game... Bone King TV, I'm telling you, we're, we're
0: having a blast. We do it every Saturday. And you also do a stream of Resident Evil 6 right now, right? Yeah, but who cares about Resident Evil 6, am I right? <laughs> I no, agree I mean, with you. You know,
1: the drunk stream is still on Fridays. We're almost done with Chris's campaign. And then next up is Jake and Sherry, and I'm not even a part of that one. So you can see that one, though, and it's just as entertaining. It'll be Pixel and Barb, and you'll have that dynamic. But um, yeah, so we're almost done with the Chris one. Um, last thing, uh,
0: watching anything, Ben? I just, I binged uh, three seasons of Hip Hop Evolution Mm -hmm. and the entire second season of Future Man on Hulu. Hmm. What do you want to know? Yeah, uh, Hip Hop Evolution, you brought this up multiple times. You said it was a documentary? It's a documentary series on, on Netflix detailing how hip hop came to be and where it is now um hmm. that's holy shit that must be like super comprehensive
1: because there's so much like... it is
0: and the guy who's the narrator and the chief interviewer of the documentary is actually a rapper named shade mm-hmm. or shad uh, without the e i don't i don't know <laughs> anyway i don't, he's a new guy but he's always been interested in the history of hip-hop and where it comes from so season one is all about new york you get the cool Herks. You get Africa, Oh, Bambada. Cool, it does it like from the birthplace by episode, like yeah. origin basis. That's awesome. So each season, like I said, three seasons, but it's really the first season's like four up, five episodes. Seasons two and three are each four episodes long. Mm-hmm. So the first season's all about uh, how New my York, life was turned upside down. New York and and where it goes from there, mm-hmm. and then season two is about like other regions in America, you have Miami with two live crew. This actually
1: and, reminds me of a history of, um, rock, uh, show that all, all did something very similar where they started on like origin basis, going from birthplaces of like certain genres and shit. And if this is a hip hop equivalent, holy
0: shit, like the amount well, of like, well, this is pretty off. good because they have a lot of people that they interviewed there. I mean, they got KRS one, they had, um, Russell Simmons, uh, Run from Run DMC, they had um, uh, Ice Cube, they had they didn't have Dre, I don't think they had Snoop, they had uh, Snoop is very, he, he's around in a lot of stuff now, he's always willing to make an appearance,
1: Snoop is great though, he's great he's, he's always great on TV, he's super charismatic and shit like, um,
0: he just has to show up, you know what I mean <laughs> And then, but they also lead into the whole thing about the dynamic between the East Coast, West Coast beef Oh my goodness! And talking about it and the fallout from that, uh, it's it was very informative. I could not stop watching. I loved it, every second of it. And Shit. I'm not hip hop's not even like my favorite genre. My favorite genre is typically thrash metal and stuff like that. But I I usually bang to to hip hop because it, yeah. it's it's a super underrated form of music. And <laughs> damn, dude, I fucking loved. Every second of that of that series. Well, history is also history, and it's always like you see how these things came
1: about and how it kind of melded into the modern like mainstream conscience, and that's that's badass in its own right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't
0: even know that Blondie. Like one of the one of the things that I picked up. I'm gonna. It's not. Is it a spoiler if I mention something that happened? I mean, if it's just trivia, it's not really like a storyline thing. You know, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, right? The message. Okay. Broken glass everywhere. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, so they're, they're playing at a show because they were playing all in uh, in Uptown. They were all in Harlem, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they started getting out of Uptown because they were like, yo, you got to go to downtown. You got to go to Manhattan because the punk rock kids wanted to jam to hip hop huh. in New York. So they were like, all right. So they started going down to downtown to Manhattan and they started playing in these clubs and you had punk rockers bumping the fucking hip hop. Yeah, and man. not only that, those those kids became hip hop heads. And somebody at a at a club introduced Grandmaster Flash to Blondie. And then Blondie was like Call me. Yo, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yo, I'm gonna make a song about you, Flash. And sure enough, she did a song about about hip hop. It's kind of hip-hoppy, but He's in the video. And it was like this is the first time before the message that you see hip hop in a positive light. You know what I mean? That's that's because before that you you don't get that. Mm. Before that, it was disco if you were to see African American music or whatever. Mm. Because by then it was just, you know, rock or whatever. Doesn't it
1: sound so perfectly like punk kids to be like, yo, something new? That's just completely something new outside and alter- of mainstream and alternative. Yeah, th- I'm on it. You know, yeah, like, like that's it, the
0: punk kids. That's that's legit. Like hands down, like one of the best things to know is that a bunch of punk rock kids were like, "Yo, let's let's jam to hip hop." It's something different that most people aren't listening to. I'm in it. Let's do it. Like right. let's make it big. Um, and the other thing I watched was Future Man. So Future Man is is a great comedy series. Mm-hmm. It uh. It stars Josh Hutcherson, uh, who's PETA or whatever his oh name God. is in fucking Hunger Games. Oh, I thought, okay. But he's actually a really funny cat, right? Okay. Uh, so, Future Man, the, f- the entire first season is making fun of, like, every uh, time travel trope. It's a time travel show. Okay. But it makes fun of all the time travel tropes in it. And it's, uh, it's, it's just a really genuinely funny show. Okay. And... I, I can't recommend it enough. Like, I really want people to watch it. Season 2 kind of goes really out there. Like, I don't even know how they're going to follow it up. I hope they do, but... <laughs> Sounds like the end of The Good Place, to be honest. This is the end of Good Place Season 1. <laughs> like, it's it's difficult to top where they went. Because they went so far into the future that... Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's not get into too many details now. Right, right. I don't want to spoil, but... Basically, like if you love Back to the Future, Terminator, and all these stupid movies with the fucking uh time travel thing, mm. and you get into this, it's super fucking great. Okay. Fair enough. It's Fair super enough. great. Like if you if you love that shit, I love that shit. If you love that shit, you're you're gonna love it and laugh. All right, and that was Future Man. Future Man on Hulu. All right, on Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive, and Hip Hop Evolution is a Netflix exclusive. Yep, Netflix
1: and Hulu. Someone's been on the apps, Yep, on the app store. You you got that right. The
0: app store. Uh, um, what are you watching?
1: Uh, just to round out the show, the last thing that we we're going to mention, um, I was watching because <laughs> we have an anime night sometimes with me and some of the, the streamer crew, um, and we basically, like, do this multi-watch thing of a bunch of animes. And right now we're watching Ghost Stories. Uh, Ghost Stories is a special kind of anime where, like, when it was asked to be uh, translated for the West, um, I guess at some point they didn't really give a shit. Like, the the studio that was in charge of publishing it or whatever, they were just like, do whatever. Just, we need voice acting for the show. We're not even going to fucking check it. Like, just just go. And so the creators basically went, alright, so we'll just basically fuck around on the mic for the entire show.
0: Are you fucking serious? So
1: the entire show's dub is them parodying the show. <laughs> they write in characters for no! the existing oh characters God. and they they basically just run with it. Like, one character is now a, a intense evangelical Christian, like very hate speech-fueled fuel- person, even though she's supposed to be just, like, a schoolgirl in the original. So she's just like, I forgive you, but I'm not sure if Jesus will. He'll damn you. And it's this, like, really awkward <laughs> stuff she'll come in with. There's, like, a little brother where half of his dialogue is just... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just gibberish in the subtitles. <laughs> and then just, and people are like, does anyone understand this kid? Like, there's so many, like fourth wall breaking jokes and they reference all sorts of shit from like the 2000s like the matrix the Ali mcbeal show and like that's from McBeal. the 90s actually but i mean like they just reference all sorts of random shit too so like i highly suggest it if people just want to look at a fucking like you know what it is it's like an abridged series before abridged came out Okay, but like, how long is this? Is this a seat? Like 20 episodes? 20 episodes, yeah. I'm on episode 11 with them. I joined in on episode 10. Just so happened to be the episode about um, confronting your gay uh, self. What are the chances the episode where one character has to confront his homosexual little brother, and that's not even in the traditional, like, in the story. They just wrote it in as a joke. Of course it's the episode I jumped in on.
0: (laughs) Knowing your stance on Persona Four,
1: I know, I know, but it's just like I highly recommend it. It was funny as shit. Well, guys, um, this has been a very eventful show. Uh, I feel, I feel like we definitely informed you guys on what Project Resistance is, how we feel about it. Um, feel free to come up with your own opinions. We're not trying to tell you how to think. Yes, we know it's a side game. I'm just preempting all the comments. What, what, what other comments am I missing?
0: Just let it happen. It's gonna happen regardless. Look,
1: even though you guys hate us, we love you. Okay, and that's Aww. all you need to know. Fuck, before I forget, could we please acknowledge the fact that we have a badass new theme song? Because we've never mentioned it once in the show, and I feel terrible because Pardo put it together, and it was so well done, and it sounds amazing. So everyone, just we want to give a big shout-out to to Mr. Pardo, George Pardo where where together, can we follow him uh he has his own website where he um is his artist page where he goes and puts all his you know music productions because he is like a musician um and uh, the link is on our Podbean and our Spotify so you can check him out there. Thank you so much Pardo we appreciate you and love you so much.
0: Thank you Pardo uh thank you to all, all of our loyal listeners and uh, I hope you keep enjoying the show guys. We'll see you on the next episode of Fan Freak's Podcast. Are we going to cue the Dragon Ball music? Look, I
1: don't...